0: Love
1: Talk Radio We live, we live. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page 1. It's Page 1 with Lavar and Mary. With Lavar and Mary.
2: What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned into page one with Lavara and Mary for this Friday night, September 15th, 2023. Now, I was talking to Mary this past week, and we've been on the air here. I, I, it, this is kind of hard to explain, and maybe you out there can help us because we started doing page one. Before that, it was the cutting room floor. Um, but we did page one. We started the new variation around 2013. Did about 25 episodes, which you did at that point. Stopped for a few years, came back a few years ago, and we've done about 170 shows since we've returned in 2019. So that would put us at, like, tonight number 296. Not two, I'm no, sorry. Yeah. No, 196. uh I'm jumping ahead of myself. <laughs> we at 196. So four weeks from tonight, should nothing happen with our schedules here, you will have the 200th edition of page one. It seems like just a year or two ago we were doing 100. Time flies. But do you count the cutting room floor, which was the precursor to this show, or do you count where we started with page one? Because if you count the cutting room floor... This would make this show number 249. So you're probably going to hear me say different variations, but I'm counting page one when we start it. So this is show number 196. So overall, we've done over two, well, close to 250. And every Friday night, I've had the great honor of always bringing along my friend, Mary. How are you?
0: I'm
1: good. I'm good. I can't believe we've done. I th- I still can't believe we've done more than a hundred shows. For
2: yeah. two hundred. Yeah, coming up on two hundred for this one for page one. Uh, we we did twenty five page one shows, back around twenty thirteen. Uh, I, I figured out math wise if we had probably stuck with page one since twenty thirteen, we probably would be somewhere close to. Ew. Well,
0: that was. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Probably like 600, maybe? Long
0: time.
2: That's a lot of shows, man. <laughs> That's a lot of shows. So if you guys can't find us by now, I don't know where you're looking. But, uh, <laughs> How dare you
1: guys don't put up with us now? Like, now we're friends. Forget friends. We're family at this point.
2: you got married I, in. You're yeah. like common Cousin Boutro.
0: <laughs>
2: you, you use Cabin law now.
0: Uh, <laughs> you got a pretty mouth. Right,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have that? <laughs> right. Could you please pass jelly? But um, no, we won't. We will not. Now we're going to get letters and probably <laughs> tweets from people like, "Why well, you got to do it with a southern accent?" Um, but no, one hundred ninety. Six shows, which is an amazing feat in itself, and um, as we get closer uh, to two hundred, hopefully uh, that doesn't leave me with a lot of time to plan something special. But it will probably yeah, be make like
1: make
2: right. It will probably Come be on, like it up, dude. I don't? Why did you sound like you were in a basement just <laughs> 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 now? It sounds like you were like going into the to the wine cellar. <laughs> Yeah, I need the line. Do you want to go to some alcohol. Right. Just going into the, the cellar to get wine for the show. Um, but, uh, no, we're getting close, and we thank you for joining us uh, each and every week. Tonight, as it may, because uh, we, we weren't with you last week, so we're back with you a week. I, I think this is safe to kind of call this, what, the season premiere?
1: With the break over the summer, sure, we're coming up into the fall
2: season, fall so sweet. Yeah. yeah, so this is kind of like our season premiere. Um, for a show that goes year-round, you have to find your spots, you got to find out where to get in. So this is kind of like our season premiere, so if you've been with us, you know we're here every Friday night, but tonight uh we will kind of extend the host chat out here for the first half hour, and then uh, we'll get into some stories, potpourri night tonight, Um <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll have that coming up, and then we'll also take a look at what's trending. We'll have the Almanac coming up in a few minutes. And then uh, I've got the most interesting thing I've read coming up later tonight. Uh, I'll save it for later. But um, I know for those of you who know this show, I am broadcasting from Chicago, and Mary's out there in Las Vegas, and I know... Uh, the interesting story uh, that is happening for those of you who are either outside of the states or even within the states about what is going on out there in Las Vegas right now because uh, there's a lot of cyber attacks happening at, uh, that has crippled parts of Vegas. Um, it has crippled operations at MGM Resorts International, including its signature Las Vegas properties of Bellagio and MGM Grand. Uh, still working to resolve issues as a major resort operation. Uh, Caesars acknowledged it was also the target of a cyber attack, but they paid a ransom. Uh, hackers, if you don't know, struck MGM Resorts on Sunday morning pretty much. Uh, rendering doors to the casinos and hotels unusable. Slot machines and ATM machines were also inoperable. Elevators were out of order, and customers had to wait hours to check into rooms. Even the company's website remains down. Uh, they released a statement late Thursday saying that they're continuing to work diligently to resolve their cybersecurity issues. Uh, but for MGM Resorts Las Vegas visitors, patients I know is kind of running out, um, they have no details on how it occurred, who might be responsible. FBI is investigating. The Nevada Gaming Control Board remains in communication with other law enforcement agencies. Um and it was it really is interesting, uh, for something like that to occur uh in Vegas. Uh, I'm not I know you are not a gambler.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I'm not a big game. In- well, I used to work in the casino. That's I, like I I was a casino employee for a good chunk of my career before I moved out to Las Vegas. Makes sense, right? Um, but I think they actually have who like there's a there's a hacking group. I think it's called like Black Cat or something. Cat um, has claimed that they're the ones that were behind the cyber attack and that they did it through basically phishing through the phone. So they got, they went into LinkedIn, got an employee name from the locate from from MGM, called, grabbed some information and planted what they needed to plant. And they got it. So, you know, $40 billion company outdid by a 10 minute phone call and in a past life, I worked in IT, so I understand security, and it's just – it's insane. And then you don't even think about it. It's like hotel key keys are yep. done RFID, or they're done with the whole sliding – they can't check in. They can't, they can't use a, a hotel key anymore because it's locked down because it's electronically used. Like, how crazy? How
0: crazy is that?
2: And they've had to pay so, people yeah. – pretty much uh by hand they can't even pay them for the machines that are working they can't even yep. pay them you know out uh the way that they normally would, so which is the
1: ticketing system. do you remember when you were here going mm-hmm. back and somebody won? were you the one that was making the comments about the
0: um, they, did, they
2: pay out by hand ticketing. they have to sign a yeah they had to sign a uh uh, uh Kind of was a little bit of a they won twice the, with the same machine. Yeah, yeah the taxing Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: There's um the ticket the since uh, 2020 the ticketing system that they have for paying out tickets they usually print out a ticket and you go and you for smaller jackpots they you go to a machine and it pays you out. Well, let's say you won twenty dollars and fourteen cents since 2020. They give you the $20 and keep the $0.14, and you got a choice of either donating it or having it print out on a new ticket of $0.14.
2: I want my change.
1: You don't get your change. But now now people are going in with their tickets, and they're like, hi, I'd like my change, please. (laughs) There's a lot going on. It's crazy. Uh,
2: Crazy times out there in Las Vegas, so... Um, if you're coming in, <laughs> it might bring your patience. Um, it's, you know, the wave of things that happen and when it does happen, it's, it is definitely quite interesting. Um, so I also want to, uh actually you're uh, speaking of gamer, um, i did see uh, this is something for the what's trending. Uh, later tonight, we're actually going to have an interesting story about uh, what one of the uh, the CEO at GameStop talked about the future of gaming. Because I want to get your opinion on that and why he felt that a certain part of the gaming uh, mystique should stay. I'm kind of old school, and I kind of agree with him in a way, (laughs) Uh, but we're going to talk about that. I also saw, for those of you who are gamers, um, this week, and and excuse me if I'm wrong, uh, about, because I know there's a lot of Super Mario fans out there. Um, did I see that correct? That Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door is finally coming to Nintendo Switch.
1: God, yes, and I'm so excited, so excited. <laughs> if that's if they're pulling my leg, if they're pulling my chain, I'm good. No, you say that. it is. But it was on the Nintendo Direct. It, well, just because it's on the Direct, and the Nintendo says so they they were saying on Nintendo Direct that we were going to get Tears of the Kingdom, like in 2020.
0: Um, but like yeah, if they're pulling my chain, I'm gonna be so no, mad they're, but yeah're not that, I'm that really actually, excited about that
2: nope that is actually the story. Uh, it, it, it is coming. Um, it was announced during uh, the Nintendo Direct uh, um, I guess one of their uh, upruts here but uh, so it's it says it's it is coming. Uh, that fans have been wanting that release, so I have a feeling it probably won't be until next year. Uh, it's saying in 2024, so yeah. But nope. Wait, no more. Yeah, Nintendo
1: <laughs> usually drops. Either Nintendo's notorious for dropping in late October, March, or like June, July. Like so those are thinking... their big three. So, that's probably going to be March, April-ish. I'm, yeah, I'm crossing I'm my that, fingers.
2: I'm thinking if they're bringing it up now, it's got to be March. It's got to be. So, Like
1: I said, they had, on one of their Nintendo Directs, they announced the game, and it took them three years and three more announcements before we finally got it. So, just because <laughs> it comes up, until they have a specific date, like coming to you... March 31st. Unless they've got a specific date, it's they still have Wiggle Room.
2: Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs>
1: oh, ye of many times buying something from Nintendo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, one of the things tonight, I uh, also wanted to, and I don't know why I, I just lost my notes on it, but anyway, um, today is September 15th. Uh, it is National Neonatal Nurses Day as we take a look at the Kids Cancer Day. National Online Learning Day. It's National Cheese Toast Day. It is National Linguini Day. National Creme de Mint Day. National Tradesman Day. It's National MIA Recognition Day. It's Greenpeace Day. National Felt Hat Day. Day, and today is National Double Cheeseburger Day.
1: I had a double cheeseburger today. Look at you. I didn't even know that. Yay! I celebrated on the right
0: day.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you had a chance to do that. Um, Did you get it on a special, or was it just they charged you the full price?
1: No, I got the... (laughs) <laughs> Special. <laughs> That's funny.
2: You're funny. Yeah, just, uh, just uh I don't know. Um, uh, there's also another day today and I I don't want to get this wrong and I'm trying to like look for it because all day today they've been talking about it, it have been trending, but I'm gonna find it. Um I don't know I don't know why I wanna say it is the beginning of It is a. I'm gonna get it. This I'm not even gonna say it because I don't want to be wrong. But I'm gonna I'm gonna find it, and I will come back to you on that one. But anyway, uh, so tomorrow, it's National Guacamole Day. I am not sure. For somebody who
1: doesn't like avocados.
2: Right. Uh, I'm sorry, but here's the thing: because I don't know what I'm tasting for it, it's just like is. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's not, um, eh. (laughs) yeah. It just tastes bland. I don't know. I I know people love their, you know, avocados and guac, but I'm not one of those. Sorry. I'm going to be the black sheep. So, yes, Uh, it is also tomorrow uh, National Cleanup Day, Uh, National Gymnastics Day, National Working Parents Day. It is National Step Family Day. It is also National Play-Doh Day today.
1: Today or tomorrow?
2: Tomorrow. National Play-Doh Day. So get yourself some Play-Doh. (laughs) I'll make my Play-Doh
1: if I can't find any
2: You know what Um, How do you do that Salt, flour, water Food coloring
1: Seriously, it's really that simple
2: So you have made your Play-Doh in the past I have (laughs) (laughs) Is it better than the store bought Play-Doh
1: My garage just went off. I am so sorry. That's okay.
2: okay. Well, well, let's go with you because we don't want your garage to go off. (laughs) Let's let's make sure nobody's trying to get in. (laughs) Now we have silence.
1: Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. It was just
2: all weird. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> all right. No, we want to – I mean, you're telling us something's going off. We want to make sure that you're safe here. We don't need to, you know, hear a stranger's voice like, hello, if you don't know who it is. Hello? So. <laughs> um, National Cinnamon Rage. No, we're good. Going- <laughs> I no, I that's good. That was, was good. I thought I was waiting. I was like, okay, let's 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 do this live. Let's wait to see if she's okay.
0: <laughs> I'm a thousand miles
2: away. Not sure what we could do, but uh, all of us. Everybody's uh,
0: like, wait, what?
2: <laughs> I mean, we can listen, and we got it, like record it, so we can hear voices, so we can tell who it is. All you got to Come out. out
1: tell- I'd like your podcast notes, please.
2: Right, right, You can tell us who it is live on the air. It is also... Just start describing
1: people as I'm running right. away.
2: Right. He's
0: wearing a black shirt.
2: And like, he's just <laughs> running away. He's trying to it. <laughs> and he's got a beard in the sky then trip over something and then we can hear it all live. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like something out of a bad movie. <laughs>
0: Oh, God,
2: yes. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it is. It's also Responsible Dog Ownership Day. It's also Puppy Mill (laughs) Awareness Day, Boys and Girls Club Day for Kids, Mayflower Day, and National Dance Day. And before I forget, to all of our friends that do celebrate, um, Rosh Hashanah began at sunset today, and it ends at sunset on Sunday, September 17th. Um, which also leads into Yom Kippur uh, next week on the evening of Sunday, September 24th, and ends on the evening of Monday, September 25th. So for our friends that celebrate Rosh Hashanah, uh, a yes, and as well as yeah. <laughs> uh, happy Rosh Hashanah. I don't know if you I, I I'm I don't I don't know how you say that either. Me. Like yeah, how do you yeah, like
0: yes have a good
2: <laughs> holiday? Actually actually sure? thank no, actually, thankfully, thanks to the internet. It says here there are many acceptable ways to greet someone who is celebrating Rosh Hashanah. Uh it is a festive holiday. If you want to keep it simple, happy New Year works just fine. Oh. Uh well, that's nice uh those of the Jewish faith will often greet one another by saying and forgive me if i get this wrong it's pronounced uh shana tova which means good year so shana tova or happy new year to all of those celebrating nice i want to yeah i want to make sure i got that in because i knew it was today i had listened on the radio and it heard um, one of the um, radio dj's talk about that and how he had to get home because he was celebrating Rosh Hashanah tonight so yes well um, yeah
1: we actually um one of the mermaids uh Mokhra sorry i said it wrong uh who's on twitch mm-hmm. uh is also is jewish so happy new year to them
2: yes happy new year i forgot the year um I think it was like, oh, man. And I I had heard it, um, and I forgot the exact year that it is in Rosh Hashanah. Uh, I will figure that out, and I'll get it to you. Um, So, also, September 17th, Sunday, it is National Professional House Cleaners Day. National Monte Cristo Day is on Sunday. Wife Appreciation Day is Sunday. What better That's way to appreciate? <laughs> what better <laughs> way to appreciate your wife on Sunday than to give her space and you go watch football? <laughs> or how like, about honey? you do the cleaning? Uh, I'm sorry.
1: The cleaning. Isn't it National Cleaning Day, or is that the day before? Uh, clean up day. That or hire before. a cleaner. There you go.
2: Well, uh, I'm sorry, but you missed that out by one day. <laughs>
1: Well, then you can hire a cleaner since it's Cleaning
2: Professionals Day. I I guess. Uh, I guess. (laughs) It's also also National Apple Dumpling Day, and it's Constitution Day and Citizenship Day on that day. Uh, Monday the 18th brings us World Bamboo Day. It is the Air Force's birthday on that day. It is National HIV, AIDS, and Aging Awareness Day. National Cheeseburger Day is on that day. September 19th, it's National Butterscotch Pudding Day. Uh, is National IT Professionals Day on that day. So uh, if you want to be in good with your IT person, <laughs> remember that <them> on <laughs> Tuesday, September 19th. It is National Voter Registration Day. And do you know what we have coming up on September 19th? An annual thing that we usually mention here every once in a while on this show. No. It is national. Well, it's not national, but it's actually Talk Like a Pirate Day.
0: Oh, um, that's Tuesday right.
2: It was
1: either that or Talk Backwards. I couldn't remember which day it was. <laughs> that's
2: why
1: I
0: just went with no. Yes. Arr. <laughs> um,
2: Arr. Yes. So please don't annoy your coworkers or friends by doing that all day or trying to sound like Captain Jack Sparrow, don't do that. (laughs) Don't be that person. (laughs) Uh, September 20th is National Care for Kids Day. It's Pepperoni Pizza Day. It is National String Cheese Day, National Punch Day, Mm -hmm. and National Fried Rice Day. There we go. (laughs) Uh, The 21st brings us National Paw Paw Day. It is National Chai Day. National New York Day, and National Pecan Cookie Day. and then
1: Okay,
2: so you what? say Pecan. Uh, I say either or. <laughs> if you've listened okay. to this show long enough, I will say Pecan or Pecan. Depends on the mood I'm in. Okay. I guess I have to ask my friends to the south how they actually pronounce it. Um, but I'm going to say, in this case, pecan. (laughs) That works for me. Yes. And then next Friday, just to give you a heads up, there's a lot of stuff next Friday. So bear with me on this one. So next Friday, it is Car Free Day. It is American Business Women's Day. It is Dear Diary Day. National Elephant Appreciation Day. It is Hobbit. It is National Centenarians Day, National White Chocolate Day, National Brave Day, National Legwear Day, National Online Recovery Day, National States and Capitals Day. It is National Girls' Night Out next Friday. Hmm. Uh, And more important than all that, it is National Ice Cream Cone Day. Next time,
1: yes, that is the most important.
2: <laughs> so you can have National Girl's like, Night Out while wearing, can... while wearing while <laughs> wearing your legwear and having an ice cream cone.
1: <laughs> uh, Got to keep your priorities, man. Priorities.
2: That what's up. By the way, uh, September twenty third is National Singles Day. <laughs>
1: That's
2: also when autumn begins. Actually, yes, it is the autumnal equinox. Autumnal equinox. equinox. Yes. <laughs> or other people have other names for it, but yes. <laughs> and I know you've heard us talk about our favorite seasons before. You know that mine is kind of a mid while some people here like the fall. That will be me. Yes. So. That would be yeah. so There we go. So guess what? Cracking um, a
1: bevel. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, uh, you want to put in a commercial <laughs> while we're here? What, what are you actually cracking open?
1: <laughs> that was a pretty good crack, right? That was pretty
2: good. I know. I know. That's not good. like a true commercial. I thought you were going to do a commercial. So, I mean, <laughs> what do you actually have? Uh,
1: it is a Hawaiian sun. <laughs> do you know what that is?
2: Um, It is the cousin to Hawaiian punch.
1: <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you it's like I'll a white it.
2: like cloth. Hawaiian.
1: Like that. It's oh a hard no, 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 <laughs> no. Hawaiian sun is like a type of soda without the bubbles. <gasps>
2: So it's juice. Oh, I was going to say you would have And it's it? got
1: different flavors. Usually island flavors.
2: Island flavors, man.
1: Island flavors, man.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought you were, I, I thought you were going to do a commercial.
1: Uh, <laughs> that was a pretty good crack. As soon as it happened, I was like, "Woo." have sure recorded that.
2: <laughs> I know. We could use that for you know, like a, a sound effect here somewhere, but um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we will not get that again until sometime later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the midway point. Retro moment of the week is next, so we'll get to the we'll get to the real meat and potatoes of everything coming up. So on the other side, uh, there is. An interesting story that uh, I know uh, it came out a couple of weeks ago, but I felt it uh, because we weren't here last week. We'll definitely talk about it. Um, I will give you the tease and pretty much saying that if you were, say, with your significant other and they were causing you to run late, would you leave them right where they were? (laughs) 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 One person kind of did that. Um, so we'll tell you what happened with that. Uh, we'll also take a look at what's trending. Like I said, potpourri night tonight. So we got some more stories down the way. Uh, I also have another, a few weeks ago, we did uh, a couple of lists that I found here. of uh, some things that people liked and didn't like. I actually found another list and had one. Uh, I think we were going to probably do it a few weeks ago and then we kind of held off. But this one was actually quite interesting. And I'll kind of give you time to think about this before we get to it. Uh, This particular list kind of goes through uh, things that, well, let's just say that if you were polite, there are things that you might be doing that people secretly dislike. I'll let that simmer. While well, we go to the Retro moment of the Week. Now, tonight, I don't have any set Retro Moments of the Week. I'm just going to press buttons, whatever comes up. <laughs> it might be one you heard before. It might be a new one. It might not be. I don't know. But Retro moment of the Week is next. Thanks for joining us this Friday night. This is Paige Wollett with our Mary here on Blog Talk Radio.
0: Once upon a time, there was a little stick of gum that had no flavor. He asked spearmint, the fruit flavors, even watermelon. No one would have him. Then, just as he was about to give up, something wonderful happened. Ice cream. The greatest flavor in the world, and no other gum had it. His search was over, and now you can buy Adam's ice cream flavored gum in vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Pretend you're Spider-Man. Your mission, to rescue your friend high above. A job for your Spider-Man web shooter. Flip your secret wristband. Take aim. And down slides your man to safety. But wait, there go the bad guys. Reload. Take aim. Shoot. Zap. Got him. Bring him in. The Spider-Man web shooter supports the weight of toys only. Doll and truck not included. Buy fun stuff. Freshman To the coolest drink that's ever come to town Dr. Pepper is a friendly pepper-upper And it never, never, ever lets you down When the party needs a friendly pepper-upper Dr. Pepper is a drink to pass around Dr. Pepper is a friendly pepper-upper And it never, never, ever Get around and have a frosty Dr. Pepper Dr. Pepper is the coolest drinking town Dr. Pepper is the friendly pepper-upper And the pepper, never, never, ever lets you down
2: Regular or Kingside? Frosty, man. Frosty.
1: to page 1 page 1 with Lavar and Mary your source for all the current topics and news you need to know here's Lavar and Mary
2: wonder why that ice cream flavored gum never worked out. So, uh, welcome back to page one with LaFar and Mary on this Friday night, September 15th. Uh, I'm kind of curious because out of all the gums that are out there, you would think that there would be an ice cream flavored gum somewhere. I don't know. Uh, you know what
0: actually...
2: I was
1: like doesn't ice cream have bubblegum flavored i there's bubblegum flavored ice cream, so wouldn't ice cream flavored gum just be gum?
2: It could taste like kind of ice cream, I guess, by the other day. And I haven't bought it in years. Uh I actually bought some bubble yum. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, They still make it? Yeah. Back then you had Bubble Yum, you had Hubba Bubba, uh, you had a few mm-hmm. other ones. I'm trying to remember all the names of them, but they'll come back to me at some point. Um,
1: In the middle of the night when you're not thinking about it.
2: Yeah. What well, of course, is <laughs> those of you who have listened to the uh, commercials here for years and have listened to this show, the one that was probably the, uh, the more risque was Juicy Fruit. Because the taste is going to yeah. move you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We'll
2: go with that. We won't tell you why. Um, So, yes. So I read this story a few weeks ago. We were going to talk about it. Um, This story came from the Daily Mail. Kudos to our friends overseas. Uh, So a man sparked a fierce debate online. After boarding a plane without his wife and leaving her alone at the airport, the unnamed man, 47, from the Pacific Northwest, took on, uh, he took the Reddit to unveil the complicated incident that involved his wife, 43, and his 21-year-old daughter. Using the uh, pseudonym Meg and Jess, he explained that Jess, who he fathered before marrying Meg, was studying in another U.S. state, and so the couple had booked tickets to visit her over a long weekend. Once they journeyed to their connecting flight, he said he was forced to board the plane without his wife after she insisted on getting a Starbucks coffee, which was, over a rail, which was over a rail ride away with just 15 minutes left to board. He also revealed that uh, her, her uh, tardy go-with-the-flow nature had gotten them into trouble many times before, to the point that they once missed a flight to see Jess because Meg overslept. He said she generally does not like to get up early and that this year he was not prepared to take the same chances. Uh, the comments were divided with some saying that his wife deserved to be left behind, while one woman called his antics scary. He explained, Meg and I live in the Pacific Northwest. Jess goes to school on the East Coast. We usually go to visit Jess a couple of times throughout the semester, typically parents weekend and move out day. She also comes home during the holidays. He says, Let me start by saying that traveling with my wife is not a great experience. I'm a very type A I like to have everything organized and make sure that we get where we need to get, be too early, especially when traveling. My wife is the opposite. Very go with the flow, and we will get there when we get there. I do my best to meet in the middle, but not when traveling by plane. Last year during Parents Weekend, Meg and I were going to fly out to see Jess. Our flight was at 10. Our airport isn't huge, but not a tiny airport either. I told my wife that we need to be at the airport 90 minutes early, and we live about 30 minutes from the airport's. This being said, I want to leave at the very latest by 8 a.m. since we would also need uh, to park and walk a little bit. He says, I, of course, got up at 6 a.m. to make sure everything was ready and accounted for. My wife does not like to get up early. It took me attempting to wake her up five times before she eventually got up at 7.40, then wanted to make coffee, shower, and eat a bowl of cereal. He said after leaving their home at 9, they encountered an extremely busy airport, And as it took so long to get through security, they ended up missing their flight. And to make matters worse, the airline refused to refund their ticket. So at that point, coming back to the incident, he explains again, it was a long morning of me pushing my wife. He continued, we took our first flight and landed in the connecting city at a much uh, larger airport. We only had a one-hour layover. We got off the plane at 9.15, and our next plane started boarding at 9.40. He said we had to take multiple rails to get from where we landed to our terminal. We got to our terminal and had about 15 minutes until our plane was to set was set to board. My wife then told me that she wanted to get coffee. There was a little market next to our terminal that sold hot food, and coffee. I asked if she wanted to grab, me, if she wanted her to grab it for. Her. She said no, she wanted Starbucks. He says, well, Starbucks was a real ride away and a little bit of a walk. I told her we couldn't do that. We didn't have enough time. Uh, yada yada yada, and he says 15 minutes went by and she was nowhere to be seen. He called his wife, hoping she was nearby. She didn't answer. In a panic, he called her again three times. Finally, on the last call, she answered and said she was on her way. It was a long line, and she had to wait a bit. He told her they were almost done with boarding, and she needed to hurry up. He narrates the pivotal moment when a flight attendant announced she was closing the flight gate. He said he pleaded with her to wait a couple of minutes, but it was to no avail, so he boarded the plane, he concluded. Uh, Upon boarding the plane, his wife called him back, but unfortunately it was too late. Meg requested her husband (laughs) uh, alert the plane to be with her, to which he replied, it's not fair to do this again to Jess. I said, I told her we didn't have time, but decided to go anyways. (laughs) I told her to go purchase a new ticket for the next flight, and I would see her when she arrives. Following the incident, the pair initially seemed to get on like a house on fire, it says, but it was apparently a ruse on Meg's part. After leaving Jess's school, she treated her husband to a dose of silent treatment. Perplexed and confused, the husband questioned Reddit's M90A-hole form about his actions and asked him to consider if her behavior could be down to the fact that she was not Jess's birth mother, even though Meg was, quote, very against him visiting Jess alone. He said he married Meg after losing his first wife to complications that arose during Jess's birth. Many were taken aback by the tale, or some took the opportunity to recount similar experiences. One person wrote that they stopped being the caretaker for their partner after the first time they missed a flight. Told him, nope, never again. Next two flights he missed, and man, he complained. This goes on and on, which is very interesting. And then one woman said, how do women get married to men like this, and how do I ensure it doesn't happen to me? And it was My very, response very, to that woman would
1: be, be on time.
2: Right. It was a very, very divided thing. But with all of that being said, was he in the right and if the same situation happened with you and a significant other, would you leave them there in the airport and fend for yourself? You know my answers. Do I need to say them out loud? I, I know your Yes answers. and
1: yes.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, yes, I would have done the same thing. Um, here's the thing. Not that I'm. I'm always an early riser, but – Even if the the flight is late, if you have to be there, and they say it it when you book the ticket to be there early, be there early. Like, they're not asking for something unreasonable. It's not like they're saying, here, be here six hours before the flight takes off. They're saying, be here to give yourself enough time to get through airport security, and to be at the gate within the boarding time. Most on average, it's about two hours for domestic, three for international. And then mm-hmm. you also have to play that by ear on whether or not you're in a larger airport, say like an O'Hare or um, what's it called now? McCarran, it's not McCarran, it's called it's something else. Harry Reid International. Reed
0: international yeah. McCarran. <laughs> Power,
1: it's McCarran. So your LAX, your you know O'Hare, your JFK, or if you're going out of like you know Podunk Valley in Iowa, it's going to be a different kind of feel. Yes. Simple answer. Yes. Yes. I would have done the same thing. I would have been on his side. And for that woman that says I don't want to marry a man like this, then don't be late. He tried, he tried to tell them to wait. And you know what? Airlines, sometimes they can come up with something for a few minutes, but only for a few minutes. If he's already said, we're 15 minutes from boarding time and you're going to go two terminals over, you're on your own. You shouldn't have gone. I said, no. Why do you have to have Starbucks? Coffee's coffee.
0: (gasps) I know. I know. I know.
1: Hot take, right? hot
0: take <sighs>
1: yeah no uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> bravo dude and and I, I just I don't know the people that go well he's you know he's being disrespectful of her time or of what you know of leaving her there maybe she was being disrespectful of his, his ability to try to get them to the gate
0: <laughs>
1: you know Where's that disrespectful? Like it's on both sides. I'm not saying that they were both respectful at all any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, it is disrespectful to leave your partner, but it's also disrespectful to leave your partner because you have to have Starbucks and then you're late and you're always late. This is not the first time they were late No, Mm -mm. Nope. On a connecting flight. No, absolutely not. I want to be out of airports at that point. Especially on a connecting flight. I am going off on a tangent. I will step down from my soapbox.
2: (laughs) I will tell you this. I I, I know people that are fashionably late. You and I both do. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know people Mm -hmm. who are fashionably late. And the thing is, is that at the end of the day, It's kind of a lesson. Because life is not going to hold up for you because you decide that you want to get there when you want to get there. As a person who has taken public transportation many a times, I will tell you nothing ticks me off more than to get that one person that wants the bus or the train to hold up for them while they do... (laughs) the late run because they decided they didn't want to be on time or they thought that they could get there right at the exact time that whatever got there. And yeah, I mean, quite frankly, if you got a lot of money and time invested, and in this case, she knew better that he wanted that even for the last time, like the first time lessons learned, you know, now you know what you're dealing with. But that second time, that's more of a disrespect from her to know that he's looking forward to this. and you know what happened before and you're going to do it again, knowing that there are, you know, like it's not, it's kind of like I tell people, if you're driving a car, the car's not going to always stop on a dot. Same thing with this stuff's not always going to go smoothly. If you leave the house later, what always happens There's always something Mm -hmm. that's going to stop you from getting to things on time. If it is one thing that I can't stand is people who are constantly late, like things happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you constantly, like if I know we're supposed to be there at 8 and you decide to like finally want to leave about, two minutes before eight, then you got everything coming to you that's going to happen. And the fact that there was a coffee spot there, he offered it to you. And you were like, no, I got to have my Starbucks, which is way over the other side of the airport. We all know airport lines for food are a little long. Heck, I was in Atlanta and the, surprisingly, the Chick-fil-A, And the Atlanta airport was the longest line. If you had gotten there early, you probably could have gotten through it a bit or two. But it got to a point where the line snaked through the airport. Heaven forbid you had a flight within the next five minutes because you weren't getting food. And Mm -hmm. even in any other airport, things happen. And because there's a lot of other people in there, Of course, and especially with Starbucks, common sense. Starbucks lines are going to be long, especially at airports. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the fact that you knew that that was going to happen and cause her to be late, that's just disrespect on that end, Um, boarded or not, but she deserved to get left. I would have done the same thing. Probably wouldn't even have asked the person to, hey, hold the flight to her. Wouldn't even have told them I had a person coming with me. I was like, oh, you know what? You could have lied about it. i like, oh, you know, I tried, man. They want to close <laughs> <closed> the door. <laughs> Sometimes you have to, especially when you're put into a situation where people want you to do stuff and you don't want to do it. But I would have said a word. I would have got right on. I went, all right, if you're not here 15, I'm the the flight just to let you know that you're not mad at me at all. She mm-hmm. deserved it. Left. And quite frankly, I think that that disrespect, knowing that this is a trip that only happens like once or twice a year. And that he looked forward to seeing his daughter to be. Oh yeah. At that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're going to get left.
1: <laughs> and that's the, that's where the hundred percent comes in. And like, one, I hate when I have to tell somebody the time of something. Now, normally it's people telling me this because I'm usually the one that's late, but that's usually with driving. I don't, I can't judge driving time to save my life. Um, mm-hmm. But it's when you have to tell somebody, no, we're we're going to meet up at 730 for an 8 o'clock appointment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's not appropriate. That's not appropriate. And then I'm sorry, as and not that he was a single dad, but as a single mom, my kids come at first. So if you can't mm-hmm. make it to the airport on time and you are the one that insisted on coming with me, that's on you. That's a hundred percent on you. You need to be here. Mhm. <sighs> No, 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 no,
0: no, no. When it comes no. to
1: air, like air travel, <laughs> I'm, I'm paranoid for air travel, so I'm always really for air travel. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Mm-mm.
2: yeah. Good yeah. on you, dude. No. Yeah. Yep, please. She was disrespectful,
1: yeah. not the other way around.
2: Yep, we're not. No. <laughs> well, take a look at what's trending tonight. Uh, A little bit of sad news to start things off. Uh, 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 Hugh Jackman and his wife announced that they are separating after 27 years of marriage. Um, A lot of people saw that as probably one of the most stable uh, relationships in Hollywood, and uh, they announced that their family will always be their highest priority, but... um, they are separating, so um, that is one of the stories that's trending tonight. Also trending, uh, it is Friday night, so, of course, uh, here in the States, uh, we have SmackDown trending. Uh, from what I heard, it was a pretty big uh, SmackDown tonight. Uh, the Rock uh, actually was there. Pat McAfee showed back up on SmackDown. I wish now I probably had watched it. The John Cena was back on there tonight. So, yeah, a lot of stuff uh, going on with that. Actually, WWE uh, this week uh, went through its sale. Um, I, I think they are combining with the uh, under the same umbrella as uh, UFC uh, under that company that owns them both. So that actually is the, uh, as for Vince McMahon, he is no longer the owner of WWE. He is, still is on the board and is still uh, pretty much one of the heads but uh, the McMahon rule of WWE ended this week so uh, it will be interesting to see where that goes from here on out. Uh, also trending mm-hmm. tonight um, is <laughs> so uh, well
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this was very... <laughs> We try not to be political here. Uh, But (laughs) Beetlejuice was trending. The reason why uh, it was trending was because U.S. Representative Lauren (laughs) Bobart, so she, well newly released surveillance video from a Denver theater appears to show her vaping during a Beetlejuice musical play. The one thing she had denied doing while acknowledging earlier this week that she had been kicked out for being disruptive. And there was a pregnant (laughs) lady behind her that you can clearly see that asked her not to do that. Uh, Also within the video, and some of it is coming out and I'm looking at some of this. Um, for something, Uh, she was (laughs) rubbing the gentleman next to her really close to a certain area while he is clearly rubbing uh, her chest. (laughs) Uh, So a lot of people are kind of, uh, yeah, saying that uh, she needs to, uh, I guess there is an update here, she issued an apology for not telling the truth. Of course she did. Yeah, of course. Once you caught on camera. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, yeah.
2: Once the, the video gets out, of
1: course, not, now it, i got to apologize.
2: Yeah, here's the thing that gets me about this. Why deny it? We are in an era now of where cameras are everywhere. You did not mm-hmm. think that at some point. Are you that dense? Well, well. <laughs> yes. That's who it is. You, you had that you did not think that there was going to be some. As you sat here, and you tried to drag this theater through for, you know, kicking out a United States Congressperson and then, you know, saying I didn't do anything that they said I did, and then it comes out on video for all the world to see, and so she issued an apology for not telling the truth about the vaping, groping, arguing, and disruptive behavior. They got her thrown out and. I would say um, it was a deserve it getting thrown out of the theater. Um, she says, I simply fell short of my value. <laughs> now, what? I'm going to read this entire thing, which is hilarious. So, give me a second here. What she says, the, the past, ever? I, I know. She says, the past few days have been difficult and humbling, and I'm truly sorry for the unwanted attention My Sunday evening endeavor is brought to the community. While none of my actions or words as a private citizen that night were intended to be malicious or meant to cause harm, the reality is they did, and I regret that. There's no perfect blueprint for going through a public and difficult divorce, which over the past few months has made for a challenging personal time for me and my entire family. I tried to handle it with strength and grace as best as I can, but I simply fell short of my values on Sunday. That's unacceptable, and I'm sorry whether it was the excitement of seeing a much-anticipated production or the natural anxiety of being in a new environment. I genuinely do not recall vaping that evening when I discussed the night's events with my campaign team while confirming my enthusiasm for the musical. (laughs) Regardless of my belief, it's clear now that that was not accurate. It was not mine or my campaign's intention to mislead, but we do understand the nature of how this looks. We know we will work to earn your trust back and it may not happen overnight, but we will do it. I'm deeply thankful to those in the 3rd District who have defended me and reached out this week and offered grace and support when I needed the most. I learned some humbling lessons these past few days, but I now moving forward I will make you proud, Congresswoman Lauren okay. even makes I more mad.
0: I have. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: okay, you can say why you're mad after I'm done because I think you're going to have more to say because you're more of a political person.
0: No, than I am. Not. I'm not. <laughs>
1: uh, what? Okay. There's two things that make me mad about that. I'm not mad. There are two things that rub me the wrong way. One. You're not going to get my trust back ever. You lied. You lied. And then on top of that, try to lie by using your status as a Congress person. No, that's a big no. Second, if you didn't use your status as a congressperson, so you're just a regular person, you still effing lied. Like, just own it. You're saying that you're going through a divorce and this is why you don't remember what's going on. Baloney, I went through a divorce. I remember every stinking moment. Every moment, every painful moment, every good moment, every moment, every time I had to sign a piece of paper, I could probably tell you what the other person was wearing. Down to his socks. So don't give me that crap either. Like, you you rubbing up on some dude, having them rub up on you while you're vaping in front of a pregnant lady, and then trying to say that you didn't want to get kicked out because you're a congressperson? No. Mm-mm. Nope. You stay there. Whoever whoever she represents, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Vote for me, 2024.
2: Well, your your uh, reason is the reason that I'm upset because I have never seen so much bull. Uh, did on a farm, because to use that as an excuse, like you said, it's like it, exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the opposite of what this just was. Hey, you know what? Those past few days since that's come out, man. Yeah, uh, I got caught up. Um, I'm gonna throw out the reason when rash out. It's because of this, this, and this. No, <laughs> sorry, not acceptable. You are held to a little bit of a higher standard because of your office. The fact that you're using and utilizing um, and you're going to put the whole public and private divorce. Well, obviously, rub it on a guy's crotch and him it on your boobs jobs you over that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that at the end of the day, Uh, if it was anyone else that was doing that, she would be the first person wanting that person censured or expelled from Congress and would not let them forget what they did. Mm -hmm. And to utilize, you know, it's kind of like a bank robber saying, oh, you know, yeah, I got desperate for money. That's why I robbed the bank. But many of us are in the same situation. We don't go robbing banks. Many of us, and like you said, have gone through different things in public, but have not gone out and disrupted things that were going on. And then to sit, sit there and say... And then lie watching. about it. Right, and then lie about it. And then you sit there and be like, yes, I was really looking forward to watching this whole event. Well, you could have watched No, it you were really you looking forward started... to
1: rubbing that guy's
0: crotch.
2: Right, well, you could have watched it if you had just been a decent human being. Who goes into a theater here's the thing. We're at 20 frickin' 23. Everyone should know that when you are in an indoor building that vaping and or smoking is not allowed in a public place. And if somebody behind you asks you, hey, I'm pregnant, do you mind not doing that? Wouldn't that kind of be the decent human thing to do? Is to hold off on doing that? I mean, she's sitting here acting like she's some 16-year-old and you're older than that. I, I can't even buy this excuse because it's kind of like, it's like a half-assed excuse.
0: Yes. Yeah, oh, you called
2: me oh, lying. And apology. I know
1: that we, I know that we lied and I'm sorry, but I wasn't myself. So, yeah, we'll you'll forgive me. We'll work towards it. No, no, that's it. You lied. You lied. If that was my teenager, if that was, and she's not a teenager anymore. If that was my teenager, the first thing,
0: oh,
1: I keep going back to being a mom, and I'm so sorry for this. The one thing that I always said to my kid, and I said it to all of her friends, and I say it to every one of the people that she dealt with that was um, a child in my eyes. Let's put it that way. If you do something that might or might not get you in trouble, and I ask you about it, you tell me the truth. And I may or may not get mad. But more than likely, if you tell me the truth, even if I'm upset, we'll be able to walk through it. You know, we'll work through it together. We'll figure out why you did it, what happened, whatever, and we'll fix it. If you lie to me, you've already made me mad. You didn't even, ha- like, I don't even care. I don't even care anymore why or how I'm mad, and you're 100% going to be in trouble, and it's going to be 10 times worse than if you would have just told me the truth.
2: Man, Lauren. And I think
1: you're everybody mad. should be able to work with that.
2: should. Everybody
1: I never should. promised her that I wouldn't get mad but I always told her that I would listen if she told me the truth. And I'm telling you right now that congressperson, if they would have been honest from day one, some of the younger people that are out there voting might have liked her more. They're like, hey, she got a life. Okay, she shouldn't have done it, right? But we all have moments of stupidity. And she owned up to it. And you know what? That's okay. She owned up to it. She's... Accepting the consequences.
2: Looks like she was adding excuse on to excuse for the reason for her actions. And then you, you top it off as to, yeah, I might have forgot about that when I started going off and trying to make other people look bad for doing their job. <laughs> hmm I didn't think I'd have to yep. play this clip, Laura, but you had it coming. It ain't cool being no jive turkey. So
0: close to
2: Thanksgiving. Yeah. And
1: I I'm gonna tell you straight off the bat, this is not a political thing.
0: This
2: is just a human being uh, thing. So I don't thing. even care
1: what part. I don't even care what party she works for. <laughs> I don't know who she is.
2: Honestly. She could have been a Democrat or a Republican, but at this point, you you just now, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> I would still say now the same thing. Are... <laughs> it's lucky I don't play another clip, but I'm not going <laughs> <do> to. <that. laughs> anyway, that was what was trending. I <laughs> wasn't expecting that to go over. <laughs> <gasps> Sorry. Uh, but I love nights like that where it goes over, and we, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna probably Hi. go a little yeah I'm gonna probably go a little quickly now through. you know actually might I might take one story out, but anyway um, <laughs> in the potpourri files <laughs> since we've gotten there uh we are in the month of october um oh no we're not no i'm sorry september no i'm sorry i got i got <laughs> i got uh I got, got a little excited there. I got I got sidetracked by what I just saw, and it was kind of a funny story. i <laughs> <laughs> We are bad. all over it, it the place looked, tonight.
0: It looked, it, looked,
2: it looked bad. No, I was on my way to the story, and, and it just it looked bad. And I was just like, my brain, because you know you talk about when you see things, or like if it doesn't look right. And, you, and I know, and we talk about many times on here how. My wonderful co-host has the mind of a 12-year-old boy (laughs) at
1: time. 100%. I stopped stopped maturing at
2: 12. Right, right. And and I saw a photo of an oddly shaped uh, foot log burrito that somebody had. And I saw a bunch of people commenting (laughs) on it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure someone will have the same comment that I just (laughs) probably thought of. And I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, no, that doesn't look good at all." Um, <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like the new Funko of the of the uh, of the uh, Ho Ho from Hostess to new Funko Pop. I swear to yeah. you, if you take a mm-hmm. look at that, it looks like a turd. But
0: we'll, leave.
2: <laughs> we'll leave it at that! Love you, Funko. Uh, anyway, Wendy's. Their newest Frosty is entering the, shall we say, the pumpkin spice wars For the first time, Wendy's is adding a pumpkin spice flavored Frosty to its menus. It started this week. They said that the new flavor merges the same creamy, detectable texture Frosty fans know and love with hints of pumpkin and a blend of warm spices like cinnamon and nutmeg for a taste of familiar fall flavors in every bite. Adding pumpkin spice-flavored drinks seems like a no-brainer for Wendy since the flavor keeps growing in popularity, partly because of Starbucks. Their pumpkin spice latte has become a a reliable hit, uh, making it an autumn mainstay. And, yes, um, Wendy's has found success in experimenting with its Frosty flavors. Pumpkin spice becomes the Frosty's sixth-ever flavor, joining the limited-time edition ranks of Peppermint, Strawberry, and Birthday Cake. Uh, Usually, Wendy's only sells chocolate and vanilla versions of the milkshake-like treat, with the latter flavor taking a break this fall. Uh, (laughs) uh, No. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) I see your face, and I think you agree with me.
1: (laughs) I 100%. 100% no. No, we're we're good. We're
0: good.
2: Uh, speaking of fast food places, McDonald's uh, announced that they are pretty much testing out all the, well, well what they did is that they're going to phase out. what has become a signature part of the McDonald's experience, which is the self-serve beverage stations. This means no longer customer will customers be handed an empty, empty cup by an employee to then add ice to their beverage choice away from the point of sale. They say it will be transitioning away from self-serve beverage stations and dining rooms across the U.S. by the year 2032. The chain says its change is intended to create a consistent experience for both McDonald's workers and their customers at all ordering points, meaning that whether you order your Big Mac meal via the delivery app, the kiosk, the drive-thru, or the uh, restaurant, you'll get your grub the same exact way. This news was first reported on September 8th by the State Journal-Register, who spoke to the Illinois-area franchise holders about the new strategy. Uh, what this means is that McDonald's won't be fully transitioned to staff ports for nearly a decade. Some of those locations at the least have already began to change the way that they serve the sodas and customers. Uh, other franchise owners who were interviewed mentioned theft prevention, food safety, and fewer dine customers, as contributing factors for getting rid of the station. Um, I'm not a fan of that. I actually like, I mean, I know in this past, we used to have them do it anyway, but I like the whole thing of like mixing half and half with something, or maybe getting like my half tea, half lemonade, because now I'm going to bother you about it. And now I'm going to like make the line go even longer. (laughs) Right?
1: So not but a fan. Saying, not a fan. We already, I mean, not that, it, not that anybody else heard the conversation, but we already talked about this for, right. you know, just a moment. And I'm not a fan either. Nope, 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 nope.
2: Did you know that I did see a hack, though, is that if you get the orange Fanta soda and two creamers, they say it tastes like a uh, creamsicle.
0: Can I say ew?
2: Ew. That sounds gross. What <laughs> somebody did not, I didn't do it. Somebody else did it. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, it sounds gross. It sounds
2: gross. If you like creep sickle. If you like a creepsicle. Uh if you like uh or Pretty much like the music and film industries, the gaming industry is growing willingness to move toward a mostly digital. Uh, currently, gaming giants like PlayStation and Xbox offer all digital consoles and various uh, titles, uh, AAA titles, have skipped a physical release in 2023. Anticipated games like um, – why do I want to say Alien? It's not. It's Alan Wake 2 <laughs> – will not be released on disc, but uh, – Ryan Cohen from GameStop does not appear to be too fond of the potential death of physical gaming media. The executive chairman of GameStop recently took to Twitter and expressed his opinion on digital consoles. He believes that disk drives should not be left out of consoles. Uh, Now, GameStop has kind of a skin in the game on that one because as a major gaming retailer worldwide and operating in 17 countries, the death of physical gaming media will be a massive blow to such retailers and he commented on Apple's upcoming switch to the USB-C charging, which actually is kind of interesting this week. Uh, He noted that this was a uh, positive development for consumers. He then stated that physical gaming media is important for consumers since many have spent hard-earned money to build massive physical collections over the years. Traditionally, physical media has been praised for its benefits to game preservation, while digital games can be pulled from storefronts uh, physical copies can usually be found for decades after their original release. Uh, so analysts also believe that gaming will be dominated by digital-only releases as early as 2028, leading to a concern from gamers who prefer to own a physical collection. Um, so you are a gamer. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you agree? No. Nope. <laughs>
1: oh i do like how that works um no actually i don't um a couple of things that go through my brain Uh, i think he wants that because he's like you said has a skin in the game so that's probably why that's a sticking point for him do i like having physical copies sometimes um there are times when i don't and i have both digital and physical copies of Certain games, Um, a Zelda game, the Tears of the Kingdom Zelda game that just came out, we have a physical copy and we have a digital copy. Um, With some of my older gaming console games that I have physical games still of, um, I can get them online. I I can get emulators and mods and make them you know, a little bit different, a little bit more fun, a little bit less fun. Sometimes it's a little bit more chaotic and it it adds a little bit to the playability or the replayability of certain games. Um, do I think they should have a version where there is a physical copy available? Yeah, sure. You wanna have Xbox or PlayStation or Nintendo get to a point where they have an option for physical copies. Maybe have certain consoles that can do that like your retro consoles or whatever and have a very limited run of those. I'm down for that, but now, nah, If it goes all digital, it goes all digital. I, I already play digital games. I play digital games on all of my consoles. I actually have a console that is a I have a console of uh, it's a Steam Deck, Steam Deck, where it basically links into Steam, which is a computer gaming system that is all digital downloads. So instead of sitting at my computer, I have now a handheld of my computer that I can play, um, and it yeah. And I and I have some old ones. I have some old games that I'm very nostalgic about. I have one of the um, original, and this is one of my favorites of the Zelda series, um, the original holographic gold edition of Majora's Mask. It's a pretty rare copy. I still have it, still works. Love it. Don't play it. I play the emulator version on my computer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't. I don't have any. Uh, I'm pretty much uh, old school gamer, so I'm probably one of those ones where I, I I'm still like physically like having a, the CD of the game. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess I could get where both are coming from, but if that is true that they can be pulled away and disappear, that concerns me because if I pour a lot of money into a game and it could someday not be there or yeah, I'd have a little bit of an issue with that. <laughs> just a wee bit. Uh, what they're
1: saying is no. What they're saying is that a it, it's out of the storefront, so you can't go back and let's say. It's not, not. It's not that once you buy it and you download it, it's gone. What they're saying is, or that it can get taken away. What they're saying is, if you don't buy it but it's only available via digital copy. And like, you know, two years down the road, you're like, you know, yeah, I'm going to finally buy that and download it. And you go look for it, and that's where it's no longer available. That's where that's at. Not necessarily that once you've bought it and downloaded it, that they're going to take it away.
0: Because can't.
2: you bought it. Well,
1: Even in a digital world, you've already bought it.
2: Here's an odd thing, Um, by the way, we were speaking just a few moments ago about the pumpkin frosty. Uh, And I kid you not, almost as if it was on target. A friend of mine posted to Facebook uh, a short time ago about it, and they said it's on point, and they actually liked it. (laughs) So, yes. Wow, we haven't early we haven't really thought about the pumpkin uh, frosty. So there you go. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure we will be talking more and more about the evolution of games and where it's coming and where it's going. But yeah, but you, you know it does mean. What does that mean for GameStop? Um, if there's no need for physical games, unless you just like an old school gamer. I I think there could still be room for both. You still have people who like uh, the actual physical games, but I think it does mean a reduction for GameStop, just as there was for, you know, people who, you know, when streaming came along, it killed the video store as you knew it. Uh, Blockbuster or later incarnations of, and, you know, the DVD rentals and those of that nature, and everything was digital. I I, I want to see digital progress. I'm not the old guy that's like, oh, it's digital, and I don't. Eh. The only thing that worries me is that there's so many cyber attacks on stuff now, and just seeing it, with what's going on there in Vegas. If they affect video games next somehow, some way, and it shuts down what you could do or whatever else i still got the physical copy. That won't stop me at that point. (laughs) Um, I think that's, I mean, I think that's why a piece of some people still cling to that. It's kind of like, hey, you know, I have, I like my things on iTunes. I like getting my music thrown there. But I will tell you this, at least two of my songs over the last five years peered off iTunes, thus I can no longer play it. Which sucks, because I don't get the money back for it, and it just sits there, and it skips over. Which, Apple, if you're listening, I think I should get a refund if that happens. Because the first time I saw it happen, it kind of was like, well, what do I do? I I paid good money for that music, and now I can't play it on iTunes. Because for some odd reason, either by their design or other designs, it's no longer available. The weird thing is, is that if you have a laptop and you put iTunes on set laptop, it saves to your um, drive if you have Windows Media Player. Uh, And so it's there, but it's not on iTunes, which kind of sucks. And I was like, well, what happens when music starts leaving off of iTunes? You're going to tell me that all that music that I used to buy is no longer good? The digital copy that I thought was going to be there forever? Um. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Anyway, I'm going to bypass one of the other stories that we had tonight to get to this one story that I was talking about. And I said that I had to, another list of things from an article here. And this comes from Reader's Digest. It is 17 polite habits most people secretly dislike. We'll see if we can get through all of these, which was kind of surprising. I'd like to think of myself, and not suit my own horn, but I would like to think that in some ways I am an old-school fella. I'd like to be polite, I'm trying to be polite, but it says that when it comes to being polite and knowing etiquette rules, it's easy to make mistakes, and who can blame you? Plenty of etiquette rules have changed the past decade alone, and sometimes the behaviors you think are polite, things you make an effort to do, can actually backfire. Uh, For many of these, the issue arises because you know the opposite behavior is impolite and then overcorrect. It's just a matter of finding the middle ground. Uh, So, according to an etiquette uh, expert, they say that there are ways you could do just that. Um, So, here are some of the things from that list. One of it, of course, the first thing right off the bat, was cheek kissing or hugging hello. Now, I am a huge hugger. That one was hard for me, especially after the pandemic. And it says, before the <laughs> pandemic, greetings often got a little physical. Kissing someone's cheek, kissing the air by their ear, hugging and grabbing someone's arm were all common practices, but even before everyone was concerned about spreading an infectious disease, plenty of people didn't appreciate having their personal space invaded by these polite greetings, says an etiquette and protocol host. Uh, she says, instead, unless you're greeting a close friend or family member, skip any type of close physical contact and simply say hello. Adding that uh, adding that a warm smile or friendly nod uh, can convey the same feeling as a hug, but in a more polite way.
1: I, I'm know? a hugger too. You know this. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't that care. Man. Yes. I also don't care. So I'll I'll
2: still. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> if you thought that was something, the other thing was leaving detailed voicemails. Uh, It says, two decades ago, voicemail was everything because, well, it was literally everything. Sort of like leaving a note or emailing the person from your non-portable desktop computer. You had no other way to let someone know why you called. Polite etiquette at the time dictated that you leave a detailed and often repetitive voicemail so people could have all the info they needed before returning your call. These days, most people detest voicemail and see it as a waste of time. This is your lucky if someone returns your call, much less listens to a whole voicemail. Texting is much more common and efficient. Uh, they say instead, skip the voicemail. Texting and emailing from your phone are quicker, uh, and most people find them less annoying in dealing with voicemail. But don't send a wall of text. Stay brief and to the point, and make sure you're following proper group texting etiquette as well. This is also know it's common practice now to call someone and not leave a message with the assumption that they'll see the missed call notification and recognize it as their cue to return your call.
1: I still leave voice <laughs> <laughs> I still leave voicemails. I do too uh, I leave short ones though. I depending on depending on what the voicemail is about, like I'll get to the the voicemail or whatever and if they say leave a message with your name, phone number and brief description of your problem or whatever. That's what I'll do. It'll be name, phone number, short description of problem, repeat, name, phone number. Because I talk fast, and I know I do. So
2: <laughs>
1: I'm Not giving apparently. you a second chance at hitting my name and number. But, <laughs> like, I leave voice message, messages for you normally, and they're just phone tag, you're it. Yep. And that's it.
2: Okay. Uh, Also on the list, automatically saying yes. People feel like the polite or kind thing to do when someone asks them to do something is to say yes. A lot of guys don't get that answer. Right away, thinking that they could change their mind later. (laughs) But while this may make the asker feel good in the moment, it's not a nice thing to do unless you're sure you can keep that commitment. This can lead to frustration, resentment, or hurt feelings on both sides, and it can give you a chronic sense of being overcommitted and overwhelmed. They said instead, honesty plays a big part, and the thing is polite people always say, so make sure that your yes really means yes. Worried that you'll come off as harsh by declining a request? Uh, it is polite to say no when you can't do something. If you aren't sure, instead of automatically agreeing, say, let me check my schedule and get back to you. Are you a yes person?
1: I, I'm okay. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, it's, you know, like, I'd like you to do something for me. I'll go, let's see what it is first. And then if it's something I can do, absolutely. If I can, I, there are plenty of times when I cannot commit.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding,
2: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now you're going to get a phone call. Uh... <laughs> the next thing on the list, replying thanks to a group email. It says, you may think that if a bunch of people are included in an email, the polite thing to do is to keep everyone in the loop by hitting reply all. Unfortunately, most people get dozens of email messages a day, and reply all should be used only for information that the entire group needs. The biggest annoyance, when people simply reply thanks to the whole group. If everyone does that, it creates a tidal wave of emails, But don't add any information. Plus, it makes it really difficult to find the necessary details, forcing people to scroll through all the replies for an easier nugget of info. Uh, It says, if you want the sender to know that you got the email, feel free to reply to that person. That person alone, good email etiquette dictates to reply only to the person or persons who need information you are sending. I agree with that one. If there is nothing that I hate more is a, a group email in which other people will have to add things that have nothing to do with me. Don't be that person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I belong um, to a
1: department of about 70 people. And when someone is welcoming something or somebody else or, hey, we've got a new person, or, hey, it's so, congratulations to so-and-so for having a baby, and it's 68 people going congrats to the entire group, I don't need to see 68. Congrats. Congrats. Like I'll <laughs> if I know the person, then I'll go and talk to them. Like I know where mm-hmm. to find you.
2: Exactly. This one is one that is a huge pet peeve of mine. And some people still do it. Uh, uh Here's well, some people that I don't want to do it, still do it. Other people I'm fine with them doing it. Uh, I don't mind it. If it is a picture of us, but if you're tagging, which is on this one, tagging people on social media, it says tagging friends, family, and even professional acquaintances on social media has become the norm. And at first, it may seem like the polite thing to do. After all, they want to see the pics and be included, right? Not so much. People have different comfort levels in regards to their online presence and privacy that may not appreciate you sending up a digital you are here flag. It's not just privacy. People also resist being tagged because they don't want to hurt others' feelings. They want to avoid being t- uh, targeted by scammers, or they dislike being the subject of comments. I don't mind if it's a photo, but if it is like something like um, some video that you saw, and you're tagging me in it, I quickly like erase the tagging off the page because I'm like I'm not interested in it in that way of having it tagged on my social media. <laughs> Just send me the video so I can see it for myself on Facebook uh, you know people can put uh, 50 names and then put something that has nothing to do with like if we're out together and you had a picture of me cool tag me tag it I'm cool with that but not some like video that you know that I probably wouldn't like you know no don't do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay
0: yeah.
1: I uh, mean also- I, you can't you can't really tag me and stuff just because I'm, I, I, I'm not on a lot of social media surprisingly of all the things that I'm not
2: nope
1: <laughs> nope
2: <laughs> only in a few <laughs> only
1: in a few and those are yeah and in those cases eh, all right fine hmm
2: uh,
0: it's this one,
2: I kind of had to – I was guilty of for a while of saying no worries. It says saying thank you is definitely a polite habit, as is acknowledging gratitude, as long as you choose positive phrasing. It's common to reply no worries, no big deal, or no problem when someone thanks you. And while these aren't rude, they can leave the other person feeling bad. These phrases imply that they are they were, they were inconveniencing you, or that you saw their request as a problem. They say instead it's more polite to answer with "you're welcome" or "my pleasure." But I still have an issue with when people say "my pleasure." <laughs> um, uh,
1: when they're thanking me, I agree with that. I say no worries when I'm asking for a favor. Does that make sense? Like. I'll ask for something and be like, hey, so I need to do this, and I'm wondering if you can point me in the right direction. If you can't, no worries.
2: But do you say that when people – That's how
1: I use no worries.
2: But do you say that when someone asks you to do something, and then they say thank you, and you'll be like, oh, no problem, or no worries?
1: I don't use no worries there. Yeah. No, when somebody says thank you, I usually go, yeah. Okay. You're welcome.
0: no problem. I say no week? problem,
1: no uh, yeah, no problems or you're welcome or yeah, anytime. That's usually like yeah, anytime usually is my big one. But no worries, I only use when I'm asking somebody else for a favor. So right, it, that's just the, like I was thinking about that when you were saying that. I was like really, I don't use no worries when somebody when somebody goes thank you. I I don't go no worries. <laughs> now I'm probably gonna do it. Bye. Yeah,
0: now you are. Now you
2: are. <laughs> You're. <welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you stuck it in my
0: head.
2: No problem. Uh, <laughs> next thing on the list: apologizing for every little thing. It says, if you step on someone's foot or make a mistake at work, the most polite thing you can do is offer an immediate and sincere apology. But some people have a a habit of apologizing for very minor infractions. Uh, So, like, you know, if they loaded the dishwasher wrong, I'm sorry. Or for other things they aren't responsible for. Or they'll be like, I'm so sorry, the weather is terrible today. Or they tend to apologize on repeat. It says, do this constantly, and not only will it annoy others, but it'll make them worry that they're, that they're doing something to make you feel bad so often, and that in turn makes them feel bad. So it says that if you do something wrong, offer a sincere apology, uh, commensurate to the offense, no over-apologizing. If it's something you can't control or have, uh, have already apologized for, you can skip the sorry. The best thing to do is to turn it into a positive. Are you guilty of apologizing for every little thing?
1: <laughs> yes, but I also am worried that I'm doing every little thing wrong.
0: So,
2: so it says here that you can say thank you for, be- like, for example, thank you for being so, if you are late, you could be like, thank you for being so patient. I'll be more prompt next time. That leaves both of you feeling good about the interaction. Um, showing up early. <laughs> we just talked about this where we talked about, people being on time. It says, you know that being late to a get-together is disrespectful and advisable, so you might resolve to arrive early just to be on the safe side, and if you offer uh, your help once you're there, well, you might as well just be the guest of honor, right? It turns out that this polite habit really bugs hosts. They invited you to arrive at 6 p.m., so they most likely aren't ready for and don't want guests to arrive before then. Uh, unless the host has asked you to come early to help, don't show up before the start time. And yes, that means uh, being just a little late is fine. It's polite to be on time, but giving your host a few minutes is even more polite. Just don't be too late.
1: <laughs> being t- Going to a party is different than showing up to an airport and an airline where the plane needs to take off with the first <laughs> 300 other people. Two totally different things.
2: Now this one I know we're probably going to talk about for the next couple of minutes if I have a feeling. Uh, showering <laughs> someone with compliments. It says the compliments are a tricky hey. business. On a surface level, they might seem like the epitome of a politeness, but they can come across in ways you didn't intend. Compliments about people's appearance in particular can make them feel uncomfortable or even objectified. Telling someone they look fantastic and must have lost weight may be your way of saying they look nice, but they might be crushed at the negative implications. They didn't look great before they lost weight. Your comments may be well-meaning, but sometimes being too direct is off-putting. They say instead, take a moment to consider the person and the environment before being effusive with the compliments. When you do compliment people, be genuine and have open body language. Without eye contact, you might as well pay the compliment on Facebook. And be very careful of these uh, some compliments that could be actually insulting. I think we talked about this. Backhanded ones?
0: Backhanded compliments?
2: uh, But I I have a feeling you can tell if there's a backhanded one, though. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, people don't mean it to be mean. It's kind of like if you don't dress up that often. Sometimes they do. But it's like if you don't dress up that often, and the minute that you dress up, and it catches people by surprise And they're looking for a compliment And then they might be like oh wow You know you look really nice today But In a way Unfortunately some people will be like Wow so I did look <laughs> nice before then And
0: um <laughs> I'm only laughing
1: Because we have this conversation about The Christmas party every year <laughs> And my standard statement is There's always that one person that says Wow, you look nice Right now or whatever To me And my reaction Although I say thank you In my brain Is, so you're saying I look like crap Every other day
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it's not meant that way And it's why people back themselves Into a corner And, And the thing is, is that it's like you can't even compliment people anymore because, and like some people, and this is what I talk about with guys, because guys would love to compliment women, but the minute that they do, if it is, quote, a compliment that comes off one way, now you're digging a hole for yourself, or people feel, if they're in a certain feeling, they feel like they're being objectified. So it's kind of like you can't even really say anything anymore about anything. And if people are, quote, uh, wondering why no one says anything, it's because people don't want to be that person that might be, quote, objectifying you or you feel like they are. And then it's awkward.
1: I have. (laughs) I'm giving away my secret for me. Um, instead of you look nice today or whatever, you look really nice to me. Instead of today to me, I can't argue with that. You look really nice to me. Although that can get offensive, or not offensive, objectifying if you do say certain things. But that top looks really nice to me. Okay, well, you're awesome. You know, like... to me, that little shift sometimes changes it, you have to be careful with it. You have to be careful with it anyway, but it's harder to argue or make someone feel bad about a compliment when it's very specific. And most of the time, I do, hey, you know, you look great today, did you do something different? No? must not have noticed the other days. you look wonderful. Mm-hmm. Moving on. I will say, though, women get away with complimenting other women so much more than men. Like men complimenting women.
2: Well, you guys can go ahead and be like, I can Man.
1: compliment anyone at any point in time and walk away. Just be like, I love those shoes. And then walk away and it's fine. If some guy in the elevator said to me, I love those shoes and then walked off, I'd be like, Oh uh, whoa, whoa, what just happened?
2: Well, you <laughs> girls could also tell each other how your behind's looking something or how your boobs looking something. So Yeah, like your boobs look great do. today. <laughs> we can't do that.
1: Are you wearing a new bra? Your boobs look <laughs>
2: amazing. Right. right. Yeah. If a guy tried that, not good. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> so, so,
2: yes. Um, also Although the list,
1: more and more people don't like it.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> but some people do. If it was right. someone that was probably in the uh, uh, other industries, they'd be like, hey, how do these look? Oh, they look great. You don't know, and then you get confused, and yeah. Um, (laughs) But also on the list, being self-deprecating. Compliments and self-deprecating humor are two sides of the same coin because getting compliments can be a little uncomfortable. It can also be tempting to downplay them. Besides, you don't want to seem like a braggart responding with the compliment like, I know, right? I'm brilliant. So when someone says you look great today, your gut reaction may be to respond with, Really? I just rolled out of bed. But self-deprecating responses like this can affront the person who paid the compliment you're basically telling them that they're totally wrong. So they say instead, when someone gives you a genuine compliment, stick to responding with thank you. (laughs) I hear no. It's hard.
1: It's hard. It's hard to say thank
2: you. It's hard. (laughs) And then on (laughs) this one, (laughs) this one, I don't know this time changes, but RSVPing informally. Uh, In the era of Facebook invites, Zoom calls, and text chains, it may seem like the formality of RSVPing is a thing of the past. Far from it. Uh, Not only is RSVPing still absolutely the right thing to do, but how you do it makes all the difference. Uh, You may think that you're being polite by just texting the host and I'll be there or mentioning it in a phone call, but you should be respectful of how the host asked you to RSVP. I say if, if they give you a phone number, use it. Uh, if they send you a card to return, mail it back. And even if it's a Facebook invite, it's courteous to respond going to the event. That way, the host won't have to sort through several different channels to find yes answers. Um, but people are also changing how they do invites. I don't like online invites. Like, some things you can Other, like, more formal events... Do just do traditional invite, man. Don't send me a text with a picture of the thing and saying that it's coming up or whatever because I'm probably going to forget it. You know? Be more traditional. (laughs) Um, Also, they say sharing a lot of personal information right away. Um, Instead, they said lead the personal info for your significant other and best friends. Less is more when it comes to personal opinions, especially in the company of acquaintances versus good friends. Um, waving someone through a four-way stop. They say it may seem polite to let other drivers go ahead of you, especially at a perplexing, uh, perplexing intersection like a four-way stop, when it could be challenging to know whose turn it is. But uh, it can also be a major annoyance, not just for the driver's way to get the other stop signs, but for anyone waiting behind you. <laughs> so, of course, you all know the rule for this car to stop at the intersection. gets to go first. <laughs> um,
1: uh, the only time I'm waving people through is when we both get there at the same time and I'm not in a hurry and I don't care about the people behind me because they have to wait anyway. Um, and they're going to have to stop at the stop sign as well. Um and or the person is already trying to roll through the stop without stopping. Like, right. even though I was there, it's like, no, no, keep going. You obviously <laughs> are the most important person on the road today, so go for it. It's a very sarcastic, right. no, no, no. You, there's a head nod. There's a face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so the last few on this list, one was offering driving tips or directions without being asked. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it says Guilty. if the driver if the driver does ask for directions or clarification, do your best to answer. But otherwise, uh it also says like uh this goes double on a ride share. One thing Uber drivers really dislike is when pastors chime in with navigation tips. Uh offering to share a bite of food is also on that list. Uh it says your first instinct may be to share a bite or uh, sip with your dining companions. you just know they'll love it if they give it a taste. but while that's a generous instinct, it really isn't polite. Sharing a bite of food off your fork or a sip of your glass should always be avoided. It says if you want to share, cut off a piece of the food, then use the other person's fork to pick it up and hand it to them. Uh, it says sorry, there's no polite way to share a straw. <laughs> the exception, if the person is someone you kiss on the mouth regularly, In that case, sharing food probably isn't that big a deal. Um,
0: We talked about (laughs) this. Yep. (laughs) That's also on the
2: list. Um, (sighs) Also, ordering for someone else. Um, Mm. Yeah. (laughs) As being a person on the
1: receiving end of that, I actually kind of like it if them asked ahead of time. Like, hey, what are you going to order? Like, okay, um, who does it regularly for me? Um, it, t- it tends to be older gentlemen. Uh, my dad, mm-hmm. obviously he's older than me. Um, and then, like, Pops, who is my surrogate dad, same may just my father. Uh, there's a couple of other people that have done it for me that, again, have been older. Uh, and I actually don't mind it. I don't mind it. Because normally what happens is we're having a conversation and what are you thinking about getting? And then it's like, no, I, I want to order this. And they're like, okay. And when the waitress or waiter comes over, they end up ordering it and she'll have this. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. That means I don't have to think about it. I don't have to deal, deal with it. Now, ordering, just ordering, she's going to have the steak. This is how we're going to have it. That's no.
2: no. <laughs> It also says letting young kids order for themselves is one of those polite habits that fast food employees secretly dislike. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Also, being vague when asked on a date. It's become common for people to hedge their bets when responding to a casual invitation like a suggestion to hang out or get a drink. This may seem polite because you're not rejecting their social or romantic advances immediately. But whether you're stalling because you want to see if you get a better offer or you're just not sure how to answer, being vague will only cause confusion. And that's definitely impolite. Um, so that's on the list as well. So, yeah, those were the uh, 17 things um, that uh, you thought were polite but most people dislike. Um, so that leads us down to the final uh, part of the show before we say goodnight. There was two stories that I want to kind of share with you, the most interesting things that I read this week. One comes out of Florida, Lake Mary, Florida, <laughs> to be exact. Uh, this uh, was a three-legged bear known locally as Tripod, was caught on camera breaking into a home in Lake Mary, Florida, over the weekend and helping itself to some snacks and adult beverages. Jasari uh, Gisari, uh Dougiello found out that she had a thirsty uninvited guest when she got a security camera notification around five o'clock on Sunday. The home wasn't unoccupied when the bear arrived. However, uh, her 13 year old son and the family dog Bruno were both inside. She said that he realized there was a bear in the home after he heard Bruno barking and then watched tripod rip a makeshift fit door into the screen surrounding the enclosed patio. Oh my God. I've never been this close to a bear. He could be heard saying in a video. Tripod then made himself at home and lumbered over to the family's mini-fridge. Once I saw him open the fridge, I got scared that he could open the doors to the houses. she said. Uh, she told the news station that Tripod had some fish food that was left next to their fish tank, and then proceeded to the bar. He took three white claws, <laughs> drank, and left very happy. His favorite flavor, his favorite flavor is mango and strawberry. <laughs> in case you're wondering if the bear was searching search for a little booze, not just the snacks. Uh, experts with the bear management program at the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission don't think so. Bears will test cans to drink what's inside, a spokesperson said to email. We do not believe that bears choose cans that are filled with alcohol. It's just likely a random search to test what is inside. Uh, she said this was the second time a bear had broken through the patio screen, but he accepts it as part of living in Lake Mary. The family said the tripod is, well-liked, uh, is a well-liked member of the neighborhood. She wasn't scared because we know the bear really well. He lives here. We respect their habitat as much as we can. <laughs> and the FWC does not have plans to catch Tripod, adding that while he was just on the screen porch and found an unsecure fridge, a bear that enters the home is a public safety issue. It should be reported to wildlife officials immediately. <laughs> so, yes, uh, we know that Tripod likes White Claws. And then, here from Chicago, despite what a sign that might be mistaken for, an official Chicago Park District notice may say you had your best, <laughs> well, it says that you're best to keep your clothes on if you're visiting Loyola Beach and Rogers Park. Uh, the owner in there posted a photo on social media of a sign reading, "Nude Beach past This Sign at Loyola Beach, which stretches along the Lake Michigan shoreline from TV Avenue here, just north of Pratt, a photo of the sign was taken and posted on Facebook, and it went on to be circulated through social media. thing is, is that uh, the park district didn't put the sign there, <laughs> and it looks like an official sign. So hopefully oh, you, did no. not know that beach, and you did not take off your clothes, because there is no new beaches in Chicago. <laughs> and it looked just like an official sign. Kudos to the person who tried that but it did not work. <laughs> and just as the beach season closes here, uh, the old clock on the wall is saying that we're just about out of time. Uh, did you have any shout-outs this week?
1: Uh, not this week. Next week, I'm sure I will. Um, but no, I don't. No. I'll do, yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't. But thank you to everybody that
2: listened. Yes. Thank you. Season premiere. Uh, we got it out of the way. And, um, you know, I will tell you all, thank you so much for listening, in that you can catch all of the shows, not only here on Blog Talk Radio, but you can catch them wherever you can catch podcasts, being it's Apple or Spotify or iHeartRadio. And, of course, you can catch me throughout the week uh, over on Twitter at News Comment Uh You can catch Mary on Somewhere
1: (laughs) (laughs) Instagram, Twitch, discord. Um, I do have still an X profile (laughs) all under Louise mama. All
2: right. All right. So that's where she's at on X. (laughs) Not Twitter. I have to get used to not saying Twitter. Um, so yeah, but no, we'll be there and uh we'll be back with you next Friday night. Uh ten o'clock oh I did have a shout out. Uh to my little sister, uh who's feeling a little bit under the weather. Get well soon. So um,
0: Aww. get well soon.
2: Uh, yes, get well soon. Uh, but no, uh beyond that, uh we are a couple weeks away from the end of this month. Then we go into October, which is someone around here's birthday month. Um Do you celebrate month-long or just on that day?
1: I celebrate whatever anybody wants to celebrate with me. I will accept invitations to lunch and or dinner and or breakfast and or coffee and or donuts all (laughs) month-long. But if you only want to celebrate on the day with me, that's fine,
0: too.
2: (laughs) All right. There you go. So if you catch her on all of those sites, you can send her a gift card. (laughs) (laughs) with that like I said the old clock on the wall is telling us it's time to go so thanks so much for staying up with us tonight Uh, we will see you next Friday night 10 o'clock Eastern 9 o'clock Central I don't know what time that is Greenwich Mean Time but you can figure it out Uh, you know where we're (laughs) live so until next we meet for Mary I'm LeVar take care of yourselves and each other have a great week ahead and thanks for listening bye right
0: Well, friends, it's time once again to close that creaking door. Until next week at this same time, when we'll be back with a little hunk of horror. (laughs) You'll be sure to listen, won't you? Until next week, then. Good night. Pleasant dreams.
1: Thanks for listening to page one.
0: Page, one, page
1: one. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found.